Amen. I'm so thankful that you're here. Amen. I'm honored that Pastor Jared would allow me to take the time to preach this message this morning here. And I love him very much. Just pray that you would be praying for him and Brother Rafe this morning also. And I know that God is going to be with them and use them in a mighty way. If you have your Bibles, you turn with me this morning. I want to look in Matthew chapter 10. I want to read a verse from each passage of Scripture. Matthew 10, Luke 9, and Galatians 2. <clears throat> Amen. And the thought of the message this morning, coming to Jesus by way of the cross, what next? Amen. Many of us get stuck after we come to Jesus by the way of the cross, and we never move forward after that. But I believe that, that what the Lord showed me about what next this morning is what He wants to talk to us about. Amen. If you'll stand with me, let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verses 38. We'll read three passages of Scripture, and we'll pray, and you can be seated. If you're able this morning and you don't mind, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Now look in the book of Luke chapter 9. I want to read one verse. Verse 23. Luke 9. Luke 9, 23. And he said unto them all, Jesus speaking said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Now the book of Galatians chapter 2, one passage of scripture, verse 20. Galatians 2, verse 20, Paul speaking here. He came to the realization of this verse, and this is where we must come to the realization if we're going to walk with God. I am crucified with Christ. Somebody say crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. You see, Paul recognized that his life, once he joined it with Jesus, was now dead. But he would live the life of Christ, that Christ would live in me. And the life which I now live... In the flesh, he recognized also he was still living in the flesh. I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Would you pray for me this morning as we pray? Father God, we need you, Lord, once again this morning, God, to deliver that what you've placed within my spirit. God, I bind every hindrance. I rebuke every devil in the name of Jesus that would try to keep us from receiving your word this morning. God, I pray for liberty in this house, Lord, to preach your word. God, that you would give me strength. Lord, let the anointing flow this morning. God, I pray that every ear, ear would hear what the Spirit of Lord would have to say to them this morning. God, let the seed fall on good ground, God, today. Lord, I pray that you would not allow the enemy to steal the seed, but God, that it would find the nourishment that it was needed. God, that it might sprout, come up, bring forth life in the precious name of Jesus. We'll give you all the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' precious name. And Everybody said amen. Amen. What does it mean to come to Jesus 
by the way of the cross. Everybody in here probably under the sound of my voice could answer that this morning and most of your story would be the same. But as many of you already know this morning, Jesus walked the earth Amen. He taught his disciples. He healed the sick. He cast out devils. He was betrayed, crucified. He emptied paradise out, stomped, stopped by Satan's house, took the keys from him, was raised from the dead on the third day, defeated Satan, all of his little imps, betrayed the, destroyed the law, brought on the dispensation of grace. The church was birthed in a moment, and every living soul now has an opportunity to come to Jesus by the way of this precious Christ cross amen you see from if you do not know this yet this morning amen Jesus died for you as he did for me amen he died a crucial death on a cross of Calvary on Golgotha's hill amen and Jesus's desire his sole purpose in creating you and me amen was that we would lay our life down one day for him amen that we would die the crucial death just as the word we said that we just read Jesus died a, a death on that cross amen and it's up to you and me to place ourselves upon that cross. Amen. It isn't just a matter of coming up to, to, to an altar, laying down our sins and turning around, walking out and going out the doors and being the same way that we've always been. No, sir. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Amen. God desires for us to lay our life down as he laid his life down for you and I. You see, you and I would have no hope if it had not been for Jesus laying his life down on the cross. It would be hopeless for us but did, Jesus did die on the cross therefore we have an opportunity to come to know him as a personal savior amen we've come to the place this morning that Jesus has given us a, a, a crossroads amen I believe this scriptures that he gave me you can't argue with any of them amen what are we going to do at this crossroad if you've already come to the cross of Calvary amen and you've been born again now Jesus is putting a request upon you He's asking you to come, put yourself on this cross, and die with him. Amen. Why? So that you might have the life that he might flow through you, a life, amen, that he desires to give to those around you. Amen. You see, many times we come to the cross, and all we do is we desire to just get from him, receive from him. Amen. But Jesus is asking his church, amen, in this hour that we live, he's asking you and I today, what are you willing to give? to me I've gave it all to you I died a death on the cross for you no longer shall you have life amen your life will be eternal but that's it amen you'll have eternity in heaven that's the only promise that he gave us eternity in heaven that's a wonderful promise that's all we need amen but what now what after the cross many Christians just come to the cross and they sit on a church pew they listen to a preacher preach they pay their tithes they go through the motion but they never die. That life stays the same. It never dies and they never get to the place where Christ desires them to get. But I believe, amen, in these last days before the return of our Lord and Savior that if we're going to accomplish what He desires for us to accomplish, church, it's going to be because we decided to make up our mind that we were willing to die and be crucified alongside of Him. Boy, that'll make you shout this morning, won't it? <laughs> Nobody likes to die. Nobody likes to be crucified. Nobody likes death. Amen. But if we're going to be what God desires us to be, we're going to have to die. When Jesus went the way of the cross, amen, what now? What does it mean for you? 
and for me. Amen. It means that we're going to die also. In these scriptures, we read, we're dealing, <coughs> we're dealing with the death of that cross. We all had our beginning in the first man, Adam. Through him, sin and death came upon the human race. Though one man's sins, all of us once then became sinners. It has always been God's purpose to share his life with man. Did you realize that? You see, you remember there was a man named Enoch in the Bible. The Bible said this of him. He walked with God and he was not because God took him. You know what, Sister Tammy? I believe Enoch had such a relationship with God. He stayed in such communion with God that he walked so closely with God. Brother Ryan, God desires the same thing for you and I today. But many of us are so busy and caught up in our own garbage that we never give him the opportunity to really fellowship with us. Like He created you and I so that we would fellowship with him. Enoch's no different than you and I. Amen. God desires to walk that closely with us. Amen. People that don't believe the rapture, they don't believe the Bible. That's a picture of the rapture right there. Enoch walked with God, and he was not because God took him. Guess what? One day I'm going to be walking with God, and Jesus is going to step out on the clouds, and I'm going to not be here any longer because his Bible's going to, somebody's going to say about me, what happened to that preacher? Well, he was not because God took him. He ain't here no more. <laughs> Amen. Enoch walked with God. God desires to commune with his people. He desires to commune with you and I to such a greater degree than we could ever imagine. Enoch's no different than us. But through sin, sin separates man from God. Amen? Through one man's sin, we all became sinners. But the purpose of Adam's creation that was... That would, he would, God would be able to commune and walk with him in the cool of the day. That was the purpose of Adam. But here's what the cross did. It repaired what Adam did. Adam failed to sin. Amen. But God repaired things with the blood of Jesus on that cross. Amen. Now we have the opportunity to come and commune with him once again. Amen. But many of us never get to that place. Amen. To commune with him to begin with. We continue to walk in our own ways and our own fleshly desires. And we live in a world that's completely separated from God. Amen. But God desires this morning that we take hold of this old rugged cross once again. Amen. And that we come and we fall on our faces before Him. We repent of our sins if we're living in sin and He'll restore the relationship with Him. In the cross, God liberated you and I from death, from sin, from law, and from this flesh. Now, it isn't easy. I can promise you. Amen. It's a struggle. Every day, my flesh wants to rule. Every day, this old self wants to take control. But I can tell you, if I don't get up in the morning times and crucify this flesh, amen, it will become a ruler. It'll take over. It's a daily struggle. Paul recognized that. Amen. He said, I'm crucified daily. Amen. If you think that you're going to come to the cross one time and you're going to get everything you need and you'll never come back to the cross I've come to tell you you've completely missed the story amen we preach that part all the time but we never talk about the death that occurs with this cross amen because it isn't popular but I can assure you if we're going to get to be in what God wants us to be as a church and as an individual and me as a man of God as a preacher of this word I'm going to have to die a death every day what God intends for you and I as believers is more than just a one-time experience of Calvary. It's a new life, 
a new way of living. Amen. It's a new life. The Bible says old things are passed away and all things become new. You know what? When I come to this cross, amen, and I lay my sins down and I ask Jesus to forgive me and I begin to depend on him, that means that when I get up and I leave out of here, I'm not the same man. Old things are passed away. If I still desire the same things that I've always desired, guess what? I hadn't truly repented at the cross. None of me ever died. All I did was come up there to the cross and I asked Jesus to take my guilt, my shame, my sin. Sure, I was hurt. I was a drug addict. God, take that away. He will. Amen. Sure. Here I am. I've been molested. I've been abused. I've been beaten. I've destroyed people's lives. God, take that away. Sure, He will. I can get up and go out that door and I'm the same way that I've always been. But if I'm willing to say, oh God, if you'll do that for me, I'm going to crucify myself. I'm going to get on this cross. I'm going to die a death with you, God, so that you might live through me. That's why so many people struggle with salvation. They'll come to an altar and they ask for Jesus to do all this stuff for them. He's glad to do that. But there's something in return that we have to do. We have to be willing to die a death with him also. And say, no longer am I going to live my life, Jesus. I'm laying my life down so that you might live through me. It's not popular preaching, but it's the truth. I believe with everything in my bones that God showed me this week. That's why so many people struggle when they come to a cross, they come to an altar. They, Jesus does his part, but they never are willing to die themselves. They want to keep, they want to just add Jesus to their to what they've already got and go out and live the same life. Jesus don't operate that way. God didn't die on the cross of Calvary for you to do that. No siree. He desires for you to change your life. That old man's got to die. Amen. So that that new man can live in these scriptures. That's what we read today. Amen. About death. It's all about a death. The first scripture we read in Matthew 10, 38, Jesus said this. Take up your cross and follow him. We'll have different values Different morals, different goals, and different purposes when we take up our cross and we truly begin to follow Him. You see, this world is an immoral world. You know why? Because Jesus and the cross doesn't matter anything to them. So there's no government over their lives of good. You see, if you remove Jesus from society and you remove the Word of God, there's nothing to govern good. Government's not going to tell you to be good. Government's not going to tell you to die of self. But this book right here is all about death and dying to self so that he can live through us. There will be no moral change in a man unless Christ comes in inside of him. And when Christ comes and lives inside of a man, you take the worst drug addict, the worst dopehead, the worst drunkard, the worst cusser, and you'll make the best preacher out of them. Amen? Because Christ has lived inside of them now, and that old man has died to death. That's when true repentance comes to a man's heart. Morals, goals, the purposes. You see, the things that we've always worked for, lived for, amen, those things aren't as important anymore. There's a lot of people in this church that have laid down good jobs and and good paying careers and things. I'm not telling you that you've got to do that, but I'm telling you what the work of the cross does this morning. 
And this is evidence of that. When someone tell, when God tells someone to walk away from a $100,000 job to go to a $30,000 job so that they can minister, and I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about somebody else. Amen. That's a man that's died on the cross and now Christ is living through him. Why? Because God's got a better purpose for him to do something that matters for eternity. Amen. Not just something that matters here. All we want to do is hold on to the things that we know. Amen. Live in the now. Our 401k is important. Our retirement's important. Give me health insurance. Give me this. None of those things are bad. Amen. But if we focus more on those things than we do death on the cross and what Jesus desires to do through us, we'll never be everything that Jesus Christ created us to be. Did you know that Jesus created each one of you that's in this church and myself for a specific purpose? And the devil's always trying to turn you and deter you from being that person. Amen. God never desired you to end up in the mess that you're in. God never desired for me to end up in the mess that I got in brother Ryan but I can tell you what happened the enemy allowed him I allowed the enemy into my life and he began to make my life a miserable wretched mess because I allowed him to but once I come back to the cross and I die and I realize what Christ has for me amen and I begin to live for him and allow Christ to live through me now all of those things are changed all of those things are gone and I'm moving forward with God there must be a resurrection in our life, but it only comes after a crucifixion. Amen. Jesus had to die before he could be raised again. And you and I are no different. We must die before we can be raised again. You see, this is the thing that sets us apart from everybody else. You want to see what sets somebody apart? A Christian. I mean, there's a lot of people that's tagged Christian. I'm talking about a true believer, a true man, a woman of God, somebody that's died. When they no longer care so much about their life, but they want to know, Jesus, what do you have in store for me in my life? Church, this thing's coming to an end, guys. We're, 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 we're winding this thing down. And if you haven't been doing what God's called and purposed you to do, now's the time to begin to get after it, amen, and do it. When you come to the cross, the real cross, if you didn't already know this, you soon found out that your purpose was to die. You see, Jesus offers two things. Everlasting, eternal life. That's what we're living for. Everlasting, eternal life. And then he offers death. Death to this world. Death to this earth. Death to this flesh. Death to this man. Death to the one that wants to rule every day. I told the church this morning, you know, my wife, she's a very giving person. She'll give all of our children, all of us, she'll give, give, give. Never wants back. But I, I can't say the same about me. I'm all about me. I am. I'm all about, I want to I make sure I got what I want. You say, a lot of y'all's like that too. You just won't admit it this morning. But the truth is, it's hard to die and not be selfish. We're all self-centered people. That's what we create. We're created around. You know, give me, give me. I want to do for me. I want the best. I want the top 
best fishing boat. Give me the best looking vehicle. Give me the best house. Give me the best car. I want the best paying job. All about me. No, 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 no. When you come to this cross, amen, and you've been willing to die, Jesus begins to take from you and say, you don't need that. You don't need that. I'm not telling you you can't have good things. That's absolutely not what I'm telling you. But what I am telling you is that you got to be willing to die first, uh, amen, once you get to that cross uh, so that God can begin to point you in the direction that you were created for because God created you for something special. Every person under the sound of my voice, Jesus knew when you were conceived and you were created for something special. The enemy has taunted and pulled people away from what they were created for and the only way to get back to that place is at the foot of the cross. That's the only place where it'll change. Nothing else can ever help you. There's not a five-step program. There's not enough people that's got good counsels. There's not 900 preachers anointed with the most anointed in the world to lay hands on you and pray it out of you. It's got to come out at a depth at the cross, amen. It's the only way that it'll go. Most people have it wrong when they think about the cross. We'd much rather know what can we get from God more than what we want to find out what we can become for God. See, when we come to the cross, we say, Jesus, I want my family restored. I've made a mess. I'm fixing to get a divorce. I've done wrong. Uh, my children, I've raised them wrong, Lord. They're all in a mess. Uh, Jesus, I need this. I need that. Yes, sir, son, I'll give you that. I'm, that's what I'm in business for. And then I want to go out the door. Oh, man, I've got what I need. Everything's back together. And Jesus is saying, well, what about, what are you going to do for me? Are you willing to crucify that man so that I can live through you and do what I desire to do? We all come with a motive. Jesus, he's okay. He'll take all of that. He'll put stuff back together. He'll work miracles. He'll do things that, that we could not imagine. But then he wants to know, what are you going to become for me? Are you going to let the life that I created you for live now? You see, my heart today in this message, and I believe it's in Jesus's also, it's not to see how many people we can get to the cross but how many can we get to the cross that's willing to get on the cross with Jesus and die to self so that he might live? How, how many are willing to do that? It's okay, I want to see people come to the cross. But I can tell you, Brother Lamont, there's not going to be a change in somebody if they just come to the cross. That's not enough. It's not going to do us enough good, church. we got to come to the cross and be willing to pick up the cross and carry it and be what God wants us to be. He wants us to walk with Him and talk with Him. Amen. Jesus, how many are willing to get on the cross and to die with Him? Let's look this morning, book of Romans. Chapter 6, I want to read a couple of scriptures here I believe that can really help us this morning. Many times in our walk with God, what we do is we try to get victory, we try to get deliverance over things in our life through self. But here in these verses that we're fixing to read, God tells us, 
that the key to the deliverances and the key to the victories in our life comes through God. Living unto God. Amen. Look at verse 10. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. You see, the emphasis there should be on the part living unto God. Many times we just try the being dead to sins part. That, that's not good enough. That's not going to work. Amen. We can't just be dead to sin. We got to let God live through us. And unto God, our life now has to be unto Him. Our whole purpose in life has got to be unto God and what He wants us to be. You see, many times we just try to be in dead, but this is, this is in vain. We must be alive unto God. Verse 13 calls us to be instruments unto God. What is an instrument? An instrument is a device used to make noise. You know, you, you see a, somebody in the band. There's all these different instruments. What are they doing? They're playing these instruments to make a noise. Well, God wants you and I to be an instrument unto Him. Amen. Once His life comes into us and we get that cross, amen, on our back and we begin to tote that cross now he says I can use you for what I created you to be you can now be an instrument that I can reach others around you and I can reach this lost world through you amen that's the sole purpose of what but if we stay amen in a place where we're never willing to crucify our flesh we can't become anything to God not an instrument not a mouthpiece not anything that he can use because all we're doing is living for us all the time living the flesh pushing forward us and never allowing God to push his life through us the purpose of me dying on the cross with Jesus is through that death the cross will change my self-centered heart my purpose of living bringing me in my life to Jesus and to his ultimate purpose and power you see like I said before we're really self-centered people and we focus on what, what we want out of life instead of what Jesus wants out of life. Jesus said this, Seek me first, and all things will be added. Amen. I told a young man that was here this morning, had a lot of hard difficulties in his life. Amen. I know he is up here in this altar repenting, talking to the Lord. And I reminded him, I said, Listen, don't ask God to put everything back together this morning. Seek you first the kingdom of God. If you'll put all of your faith and hope in Him, and you'll truly, truly give everything to Him, let the chips fall where they may. We can't worry about all of the junk of the mess we've made many times, church. God's a good God and He desires to put things back together. I know that He will. But we get so focused on putting things back together, we don't seek Him first. Amen. And sooner or later, we're right back out living the same way we've always lived. We must seek Him first. All things will be added. He knows what we need. If you've struggled all your life to live for God, but you keep coming up short, Maybe the very moment, amen, that you become alive to God, the door will begin to swing wide open for God to give you the victory and the deliverance that you have always sought for. How will this happen? Surrender your life, your will, your pride, and your arrogance, your selfishness. Amen. We're all full of those things. But it's once we begin to surrender those things, amen, unto Christ, and we truly get on that cross with Him, and we crucify ourselves daily, we 
pick up our cross and we walk with him and we say, God, I know I'm full of arrogance. I know I'm full of pride. I know I'm a selfish person. I know I want what I want. That's normal. That's what you've been created. Amen. That's what the fall of man brought on all of us. But the cross brought repair for that. How's it going to happen when we crucify this flesh, when we get on that cross with Jesus, when we say, Jesus, I need you in my life. You'll never get free. Amen. Just coming and asking for things from him and going back trying to live your life the way you always have. The only way freedom comes and repentance comes is when we get to a cross and we surrender all unto him. I believe that's when true repentance is. When we surrender it all to him at a cross. We can't, we can't just come and ask for forgiveness, church. That's great. That's what we got to do to be born again. But if we're going to be everything that Jesus desires us to be, we got to be willing to die. And that's not popular. Nobody wants to die. But if you die today, you'll live tomorrow. Amen. If you die today, you'll live tomorrow. Oh, you'll get up in the morning. You crucify that flesh today. Guess who's right back tomorrow morning? That old flesh man. He's ready to go again. Brother Lamont, you crucify him tomorrow. You get up Tuesday morning. Guess who's going to be right there? I want to snatch you back down. No, don't live for Jesus. You do what you want to do. It's all right. Them people are fanatics. Don't be fanatical. Don't be like them. You do what you want to. It's all right. That flesh man, he likes to rule. Oh, you give him a little bit. If you don't crucify him one day, the next day it's harder to crucify him because he's already got a foothold. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets. Oh, that's why I like Wednesday night service. Amen. You get two days into the week. Oh, man, the devil's fighting and that flesh man's fighting everything you've been fought on every side get to the house of God amen let the word of God preach to you let somebody speak to you encourage you lift you up we need that in our life amen see this death will never happen you'll never get this freedom and deliverance coming to the cross this way what can I get from God today what can I get from God today that's what we do so many times we come to him what can I get from God Satan is still offering a substitute, tree of life, garden experience today. Amen. That's what he's offering. He still offers that substitute. Satan's always offering something else instead of this Christ that we really need. You see, the new cross teachings says come and get. And the old cross says Come and give. That's a B.H. Clendenin quote. Amen. Come and give. The new cross will tell you, come and give. Oh, you too. That's what they offer. A lot of churches will offer you, come on, come on to the altar. It's all right. Come to the cross. You just, you just tell Jesus what you want. Get whatever you need from Jesus, and you can go on about your way. But Jesus never, never, he was never in that. He's never going to be in that. That's not what he desires. He says, you come to this cross. I'll give you what you need. Amen. You be willing to let that other stuff go that you don't need. You're not going to come up here to me, and you're not going to come here and, and give me what you want to give me and then tag me to every, all the rest of your junk and take it back out the world and live like you want to. It doesn't work that way. That's why so many people come, and we say, oh, man, they got saved today, but they never come back. They went right back to that life that they've always lived. Or they continue to come. And you continue seeing them slip away and they never go any further with God because they held on to something in this world that they loved more than they loved Christ. We can't hold on to anything in this world more. There's nothing we can love more than Christ. 
Christ has to be number one in our life. The death of the cross must be number one in our life. The death of ourself must be number one. We got to die. You see, that old cross was meant by God to be the symbol of death to old life. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I say an old life? That's the life that we used to live. Amen. No longer will will you lead your own life after you come to this cross. The cross will never offer you anything other than eternal life and a worldly death. You'll have to die. Do you understand what eternity means this morning? I think I think as church people even we get you know we get so self-centered on on the world and our lives and everything going on. How many of you know somebody that's that you've that's died? That you knew personally. Somebody died a, a physical death. Most all of us in here, we know somebody that died. You know, we're going to all die one day. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. So when you were born, there was an hourglass of a time clock that began to tick. Now, I don't know what your last day is, and you don't know what my last day is, but God knows when all of our last day is. And I hope we all live to be 80 or 90 and none of us have to suffer, but, you know, that's probably not reality. But some of us in here may not live past 30 or 40, 50. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is, is we live in a microwave world where we, we want everything around us in this world to be good. We want this, we want that, we want this, we want that. We want new trucks, new cars, new boats, like I said earlier. But, but what, what does God want? You know, what's important to Him this morning? Are we going to live a life that's important to Him? Eternity's what matters. Church, once we get to heaven, we're going to be there forever and ever and ever and ever. This world is just going to be nothing. It's passed away. It's gone. Heaven and hell is real, and that's the only two options there are. There's nothing in between. So if we don't live for God in the short time we have on this earth, then we're going to, we're going to live in hell for the eternity. Nobody wants to do that, but it's the truth of this gospel this morning. It's not watered down. Luke 9, 23 says, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow after me. I just want to break this down for just a moment here. If any man will come after me. So you, you ask yourself this morning, have I chosen to follow Christ? Am I living for Christ? Have I chosen to follow him this morning? What's the next part say? Let him or her deny their self. So first comes salvation. I've followed Jesus. I've come to the cross. Now what? Deny yourself. <laughs> Isn't that what the word says? That, that is so unpopular. I mean, I just feel that like, oh man, this, this is terrible. This is the truth of God's word. I know that the Spirit of God has dealt with me on this for three weeks, and I'm like, I have lived this and walked this out of my personal life for the last three weeks, thinking, God, I'm, I'm a miserable mess because I, I haven't crucified myself enough. I hadn't died enough, God. I hadn't done what you asked me to do. I've been living this thing for my life and what I can get out of it. God's telling me the whole time, crucify yourself. That's what he said. If any man will come after me, let him or her deny themselves. Take up your cross on Sundays. That ain't what it says. What does it say? Take up your cross daily. That means every day when we get up, 
take up our cross. Every single day, we have a responsibility. It's placed on us. I can't, I can't do it for you, and you can't do it for me. Pastor can't do it for you, and you can't do it for Pastor Jared. You've got a responsibility. Each person, I can't even do it for my wife. My wife can't do it for me. I've got to take that responsibility on this self. Adam, when I get up out of the bed, I've got to pick up my cross. I've got to crucify my flesh. I've got to die to all the things, I'll, and I've got to follow Jesus. And say, Jesus, what is it today that you've created me to be? What do you want to get out of me in this life today? Whose life do you want me to impact? Who am I going to touch around me today? He'll lead us if we'll follow him. But we must be willing to die. In my weakness, he is made strong. My flesh wants to rule my life. I've had some incidences that's come up in my life over the last few weeks that's been very difficult. Amen. Abby, I'm going to tell on you this morning. I was mad at Abby. I was in Texas. I was so mad at her for what she had. I was just mad at her. And I wanted to walk in my flesh. I wanted to tell her exactly what I wanted to tell her. And I had every right to do it, I felt like, Brother Lamont. And I want to tell you what happened. As I began to pray and seek God... I got down and my little altar at the house and I began to pray, cry out to God, pour out everything that I had in me. Lord, what do you want me to do? How do I handle this situation? You know what he told me? He said, walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He said, you got to die. He said, you show me, you show my love through her, to her. He said, and you leave the rest to me. Every situation that's come up in my life with family members, with anything else, that's what Jesus has been telling me. He said, you, you got to die to that. You got to die to the ways you think. You got to die to that self. Let me live through you. Walk in the Spirit, or you're going to make a mess. Man, we make more messes because we walk in the flesh, even as Christians, don't we? Am I the only one here? No, we all do it. But you know what Jesus is teaching us? He's teaching us to die. That's not fun. I've served God for quite a while now. Brother Ryan, guess what? It's not any easier to walk in the Spirit now than it was then. But he's still telling me to do it. And I'm still trying to listen. Amen? It's easy to get in the flesh and do what we want to do. It's hard to walk in the Spirit and let the love of God shine through us. If we're going to do this, we must utilize the resources that Jesus has provided for us. The Word of God, amen, the Holy Spirit, prayer. I thank God that that day that I got down on my knees and prayed, didn't try to handle that situation in my flesh. And the church, do you realize how important the church is? Not just this church, but I'm just telling you the church in general is important to our lives. Because when we're in church and we surround ourselves with people of like faith, and we meet and assemble like this, like we have today. Man, you get in here singing and worshiping God, and the Spirit gets involved like it did a while ago. Man, there nothing else matters right then, does it? The Spirit of God just lifts you up, 
gives you freedom. All you can think about is the Lord. You come in to hear a word preached, and you think, man, I'm so glad I went. If I went and went and heard that, I don't know if I could have gotten by another day because God knows what we need. Amen, and he gives it to us. But we can always walk around in the works of the flesh. You see, I'm not going to name every work of the flesh, but these are, these are some that the Lord give me that, that church people battle. Jealousy. Bitterness, unforgiveness, backbiting, sowing discord among the brethren. Church people's real good at this. You know, that flesh man always wants to rise up again because somebody done something to me that I don't agree with or this happened or that happened. So self wants to come back up and say, well, you have every right to be this way or that way or do that. No, we don't. Jesus is telling us to get on the cross and die. Don't allow that to affect your walk with me. Self will always be there. We'll never lose him. You understand what I'm saying? All we can do is deny him every day. Take up our cross and follow him. In Galatians 2 that we read earlier in 2.20, Paul said that I'm crucified. We've been talking about death today and dying. And Paul had a great revelation here. Amen. That word crucify simply means to extinguish selfishness. That my will dies. You see, if you're fighting something in your life, amen, if you're fighting that there's something that's trying to live in your life, that you know that Jesus has told you, don't go back to that, crucify that, move on from that, don't allow that to live. If you continue to entertain that thing in your life, I can tell you what's going to happen. It's going to get a hold of your life, and it will be the very thing that drags you out of the church and back out on the streets from what God has delivered you from. Amen. We must continually crucify the things. That's what the Holy Spirit does when we begin to go back and we begin to sway away from the truth of God and the truth of the truth of his word the spirit of God will put that big old finger on that thing and he'll begin to spin it around and you'll know that God's dealing with you about that and you just have to be humble enough to say God I recognize what you're telling me I recognize the spirit of God's dealing with me I'm going to lay it down once again I'm not going to continue to move forward with that deny yourself amen today Self will always get you in trouble. You see, when we're with Christ, it means that we're not alone, but we have an advocate with the Father. Amen. You see, He's always on our side. He's going to battle for us. Amen. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. He knows our struggles. He knows what it's like, but He's continually telling us we must die to live to live and to breathe to be counted among the, the living means that living water has vital power when we die he lives the more that we die the more that Jesus lives the power of the cross <coughs> is realized in this manner this morning I hope I've, I've done my best to to, to get this across. When the cross ceases to become external and becomes operative within the believer, we have then entered into the true way of the cross and what Jesus purposed in the very beginning. I want to say that one more time. When the cross ceases to become external only and becomes operative within you and I as believers, we have then entered into the way of the cross. Amen. If his death 
never gets control of me, neither will his resurrection power ever flow through me. You know why you see so many dead churches, dead Christians, sour Christians? The power of this cross. They never died to this cross. So there was never a resurrection in their life. Jesus first had to die so that there could be a resurrection. David Bryant's got to die so there can be a resurrection. Every one of you under the sound of my voice, you got to die to your hopes, your dreams. You know what? Jesus knows. He, he said he'll give you the desires of your heart. So if you'll die and not ask him for anything, and just watch what he does in your life. Because he created you. He knows what you desire. He knows what he created you for. He knows what you're going to be perfect at. He knows what's going to be wasting your time. And he knows what won't be if we'll be willing to die. Jesus will live. Whoever's coming up to play, come on. We must die so that there'll be a resurrection. John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Watch this now. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. When I die, He lives big. The more that I die, the bigger He gets in me and flows with supernatural power out of me. You want to be a greater man of God, woman of God? Die. You want to be better in what God's called you to do? Take that flesh to the cross today. If I want to be more a preacher, better preacher, man of God, better family man, better daddy to my children, this flesh has got to die. There's nothing good in me. I promise you, nothing. you remove Christ from me, I'm the worst of the worst of the worst person in this church. I promise you. But boy, when Christ can live and I can die, Jesus can come forth and his life will move through me. Amen. God does not exist for you, but you exist for God. He desires to live through you and me this morning. God didn't create, create you for any other reason. You don't exist for God. You didn't do God some favor by coming into this world. You exist for God so that He can live through you. Salvation, this morning, Jesus is here. Backslider, this morning, Jesus is here. Stand with me all over this house.